Welcome to Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. The theme is how to buy a home or sell a home in a changing real estate market. Hi, my name is Pete Sabine and I'm here with my team partner, Leslie Whitney. We are real estate professionals with Compass and the five-star real estate team here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We want to share with you our real estate expertise to give you a competitive edge and provide insight with useful information so you can make an informed decision for your next home purchase. Leslie and I break down the most important aspects of real estate. Future podcasts will reveal how to navigate as a home buyer or seller. Welcome to this episode of Real Estate Pro Tips. This is Leslie Whitney and I'm here with Pete Sabine. The topic today is homeowner association rental restrictions. Despite fierce opposition, including over 5,000 constituents personally expressing opposition to the bill, California Governor Newsom signed Assembly Bill 3182 into law on September 29th, 2020. It creates a new civil code section 4741, which voids rental limits below 25% of the members. Per civil code 4741, a condominium of stock cooperative association may not unreasonably restrict the rental or leasing of the owner's use units. Yeah, that's a big change. That's going to have a huge impact. There are some homeowners associations that won't allow any rental, any rental units at all. And to go from zero to 25, you can bet that a lot of homeowners in those communities are not gonna be happy with this for their own reasons. So not only does this pull into condominiums and stock cooperative associations, but it also includes what's known as a planned unit development association, which is somewhat of a hybrid of a single family home that's not in a community where you have shared amenities like green belts and clubhouses and that type of thing. Um, And planned unit developments are everywhere. Um, It is actually one of the more modern ways of subdividing land and building homes. So it includes condos, what's known as a stock cooperative association and homes that are within a planned unit development and may not unreasonably restrict the rental or leasing of any of the owner's individual lot, including the residence or the accessory dwelling unit, commonly known as an in-law unit or what's known as a junior accessory dwelling unit. The difference between a junior unit and just a standard accessory dwelling unit, the standard ADU is detached. A junior ADU is attached to the owner's home. So in a planned unit development, the owner owns the land, whereas in a condominium complex, you don't own the land, you just own the dwelling. So the intent of this bill is to help combat the housing and homelessness crisis in California. And it's running rampant, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah, it's just incredible how many people are being priced out of their own area where they've lived all their lives. Also noting that many owners are currently prohibited from renting houses under the current HOA rules. The supporters of this believe that House rentals would help bridge the middle-class housing shortage, freeing up housing for lower-income Californians in need of housing. And I I would say that not only lower-income Californians, but all Californians that need housing. Yeah, there's definitely a need for housing. It's been a big topic in California for many years, I would say. There's millions of homes across the state that have the potential to be rented to Californians in need of housing, 
but because of these HOA rules, they're prohibited from being leased under under these outdated homeowner association rules. One of the big questions I get when I work with buyers is, what are the rental rules for this particular unit? Because that's important to know for new homeowners. AB 3182 prohibits rental bans in HOAs to allow homeowners who want to rent out their homes. So under the new law, any provision in a governing document that prohibits has the effect of prohibiting or unreasonably restricts the rental of any of the separate interest accessory dwelling units or junior accessory dwelling units in a community association is rendered unenforceable. So while there's uncertainty and disagreement over the impact of this language on minimum rental terms, the law specifically allows associations to prohibit short-term and transient rentals defined as rentals of 30 days or less, which means Airbnb, right? Mm-hmm. Or VRBO, vacation <laughs> rental by owner. I guess that would fall yeah. into that bucket as well. It also allows associations to place a rental cap of 25% of the separate interest or greater in the association. So in other words, um, they could allow up to 50% if they wanted to, but it cannot be less than 25%. So Assembly Bill 3182 also states that if the owner lives in either the main residence or in the accessory dwelling unit on the property, then the property does not count as a rental unit. You know, since uh, since Airbnb and those companies have popped up in recent years, that is an important thing for many homeowners to think about because oftentimes that's the plan with a home is to do this these short-term rentals, which can provide lots of income for people, but oftentimes it's not allowed in certain neighborhoods or cities. Um, and so for the duration of a lease, an association may only limit short-term rentals by imposing a minimum lease term of 30 days or less. So that's their way of taking care of that. This applies to all associations, but does not apply to the rental of ADUs and junior ADUs. This means that owner-occupied rental properties are essentially exempt from these rental restrictions under the new law. Right. And I'm in favor of that. I think homeowners should be able to do what they do with their properties. If they need extra income, if they want to provide extra housing, it should be within their purview to do so. So there are many different rental requirements. HOA memberships often approved by a majority vote. For example, a one-year minimum lease term or a waiting period of one year before a new owner can rent a home or the requirement that the tenant promise to abide by the HOA rules. Are any of these requirements unreasonable? And we don't know. I mean, this is the gray area. Um, the issue of unreasonability restricts rentals as a vague standard, and it could lead to litigation between homeowners and their HOA, since the definition of reasonable in this context is not obvious to all. And I'm betting with communities retirement communities like Rossmore, a few other large ones that I can think of in our area, I know they're up in arms over this. And I think they're going to fight tooth and nail to bend this gray area of reasonable versus unreasonable to their benefit, to try to maintain the way things have always been. Yeah, that seems like a vague word to use. But I think it's reasonable to require the tenant to promise to abide by the HOA rules. 
Doesn't that seem reasonable? Well, of course. Now, that should be in the lease agreement between the tenant and the property owner. What you need to remember is that if there's an issue where there's a violation of the rule with the property, the owner of the property is beholden to the rules under the HOA. So what they're going to do in that case is they're going to send a notice to the property owner that your tenant has to move their car from the front lawn. Now, and if the tenant doesn't move their car, you're going to get a $1,000 fine. Yeah. So what does the owner do? The owner goes back to the tenant and says, you're in violation of the lease. It says in our lease agreement, you must abide by the rules. You sign that you got a copy of the rules when you sign the lease, mm -hmm. move the car off the lawn, or you're out. Yeah, that seems reasonable to me. So I think that just because of that, I don't think that the HOA needs to be concerned that having more tenants living in their community, whereas before they had none, is really going to change the makeup of deferred maintenance and um, blight and whatever else their fears are just because a tenant is living in that home rather than the owner. True. I think the thought is that tenants maybe aren't as careful as owners are. And yes, the owner is responsible, but now the HOA has to go after the owner and the owner may not want to deal with their tenant and enforcing these rules. So I think it just adds another layer of enforcement that well, maybe the HOA is, is uh, hesitant about. Well, I think that it's unfounded. And I'll say that from my own personal experience of being a renter myself and also being a landlord. Of all the rental properties I've owned, I've always purchased homes that are under the control of an HOA, mainly because most of my rental properties were far away from where I live. They were out of state. And I always looked at the HOA governance as a way of having an extra set of eyes on my property. Um, it's one thing to have a professional property manager, but they're not driving by the house every day. And the neighbors who live there, if there's a problem with the way the house is being kept up, they're going to complain and they're going to complain the HOA and I'm going to hear about it. So I like that protection as an investor mm -hmm. and the HOA and the neighbors are protected because of that. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. ABA 3182 also requires any associations with provisions in their governing documents that conflict with the new requirements to amend their governing documents no later than December 31, 2021. Associations must comply with the prohibition on rental restrictions specified in the new law starting on January 1, 2021, regardless of whether the association has revised their governing documents to comply with the new requirements. Okay, so what that means is, is that just because the HOA hasn't gotten around to amending their rules, regulations, covenants, conditions, and restrictions, because they can until the end of the year, the laws in effect for the mm -hmm. full force, irrespective of whether or not the rules have been officially amended. Yeah, important for everybody to know. Right. So any association that willfully violates the new law is subject to a civil penalty to the applicant or the other party in an amount not to exceed $1,000. AB 3182 also amends the government code to require quick approval of applications to cities and counties for the construction of accessory dwelling units, deeming all such applications approved, if not acted upon, within 60 days. And this applies to governmental agencies, not homeowner associations. 
Okay. The new bill also requires that properties which meet the minimum requirements to be allowed to construct one ADU and one junior ADU on the same property. ADUs and junior ADUs are not allowed in condominium developments, so this distinction will only apply to planned developments with properties on individual lots. Pete, what are some reasons for having HOA rental restrictions? Let's talk about that. Well, some of them are valid, and I agree with them. And most home loan lending requirements from institutional lenders like B of A, Wells Fargo, your mortgage broker, any lender, they typically have minimum owner-occupancy ratios. As an example, many lending institutions will not provide home loan financing if the HOA complex has less than 50 or 60% of the total units occupied by the owner. The new civil code has a maximum of 25% of the total units as tenant occupied and 75% of owner occupied. So this is well above what is the typical standard for banks and lending institutions to restrict lending in that community. Other reasons relate to the upkeep and maintenance of each condo or home in the HOA, and many believe that renters do not take as well care of the property as the homeowner would, which I disagree with. And so, like we said a minute ago, the maintenance and upkeep standards can be enforced by the HOA rules and regulations with the burden and the cost of compliance placed on the owner instead of the tenant. Associations with rental restrictions or rental caps in their governing documents should discuss the impact of AB 3182 and how to address the new limitations on rental restrictions with legal counsel to avoid compliance issues and any civil penalties. If you're buying a property within a homeowner's association, having a contingency in your purchase contract to review and approve of the HOA rules and regulations is important because if you plan to rent the property, you must understand that is what is allowed before completing the sale transaction. Yeah, well, even if you don't plan to do it from the outset, we all know that life changes. You buy a property with the intent of living there as your primary residence, and then something happens. What does that look like? You get a job transfer next year, and maybe you don't want to sell the property. Maybe your long-term plan is to come back there after you go to wherever you have to go for your job, and you come back and you still want to live in your home. Or maybe you just want to hold it as an investment property for your own reasons, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of reasons, and um, it's, it's important to think that through before you go, um, uh, right, before you're interested in a property for a purchase. Hiring an experienced realtor to represent you will help you navigate through this complicated area. That's what we are here to do. I'm Leslie Whitney with Pete Sabine, and we are the Five Star Real Estate Team. Discover more real estate pro tips. Find our podcast at fivestarrealestateteam.podbean.com. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We hope you enjoy our real estate pro tips and strategies, and we encourage you to share our podcast with anyone who's looking to buy or sell a home. Be sure to like and subscribe if you have not already. And if you are watching on YouTube, feel free to ring the bell next to the subscribe button so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you to our producer, Sam Lubman, and Painless Podcast for making this podcast happen. Discover more real estate pro tips. Find our podcast at fivestarrealestateteam.podbean.com and check out our new website, r5starteam.com.